0: Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Did you hear the great news? It's old diaper Diane got indicted a third time. Ha ha ha. Fucker. Going down. Ha <laughs> ha. Michigan AG drops the legal hammer on Trump coup plotters. Nice. That's part of
1: me. Ten country, minutes ago, we alleged that sixteen Michigan residents met covertly in the basement of Michigan GOP headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition,
0: Michigan GOP headquarters,
1: multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for present.
0: Here are the Michigan GOP.
2: Hey, why don't they shut down? Here's proof. Here is proof. There's fucking proof.
0: They were all cheating in elections, fuckers.
2: Shut down the whole fucking party. Shut down the whole...
0: shut down the whole Republican Party Michigan AG and vice president a of the
1: united states of america for the state of michigan that was a lie wait hold on certificates up. stating it's met covertly in the base as part of the orchestrated plan we allege that 16 michigan residents met covertly in the basement of michigan gop headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition signed their names to multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States of America for the state of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. Can you Michael believe Kofok, legal AF breaking news Michigan Attorney General
2: Dana Nessel has figured out a way to threaten...
0: Call DOJ. I said, can you believe the criminal audacity of the entire Republican Party? Let's shut them down. Shut down the whole Republican Party for cheating in elections, persecuting minorities, Uh, immigrants and the January 6th insurrection now.
3: The needle, stay away from the federal prosecution of Donald Trump and the fake electors and all that that goes into conspiracy, yet bring to justice 16 members of the Michigan GOP Republican Party who met in a basement and signed fraudulent uh, certificates of election as electors which they weren't to try to give the election to their candidate of choice, Donald Trump and away from what the Michigan voters wanted which was of course President Joe Biden and now they've been brought to justice by Dana Nessel who with the permission of a magistrate judge in Ingram County has indicted 16 of these fake electors they've gotten hit with felony charges
2: under Michigan state law that range in Possible prison sentences from five to
3: 14 years, and this was a very artful way for the Michigan Attorney General, who sits under the Michigan Governor, Gretchen Whitmer, remember herself the victim of a kidnapping plot and conspiracy. I don't know what's going on in Michigan. Which she uh, never charged. Why didn't she
0: ever charge Trump?
3: This was one of the many fake elector scandals that happened in seven
2: battleground states. Jackass Trump for inciting terrorism against you. I sure. Sh- Tristep
0: for Trump, uh, Tristep for Trump, Tristep for press. Trump for prison. Okay, it says, hey Governor Gretchen Whitmer, why didn't you ever charge old Diaper Donald for inciting terrorism against you? I sure would have. Don't let him get away with anything. Call for him to be disqualified under the 14th Amendment. Please do us all a favor.
3: And Michigan and its uh, flinty attorney general uh, is not taking it lying down. Now look, she made her referral as many other attorney generals did to Jack Smith, ultimately, uh, ultimately went to Jack Smith, but it was to Merrick Garland originally, saying, hey, we got these fake electors right, who tried to meet clandestinely and sign with wax seals and, and, uh, you know, feather quill pens, some sort of phony elector certificates and try to throw sand in the gears of democracy. What do you want to do about it? We're either going to go after them ourselves criminally for all of the Michigan and state law crimes they committed, or Jack Smith, you're going to do it. And now watching nine months of Jack Smith indicting for Mar-a-Lago Donald Trump, about to indict... Because we got the announcement on the same day, within hours, of Dana Nessel taking the podium. Um, we have uh, the uh, information that, of course, Jack Smith sent a target letter to Donald Trump, and he's about to indict Donald Trump a second time, this time in the District of Columbia. for We imagine part of the indictment is going to be about fake electors. So, so how did Dana Nessel both... Come up with a robust, muscular, state-based approach and get out of the way of Jack Smith and possible preemption or big footing by the federal prosecutors of her case and yet look Michiganders in the eye and say, I'm doing right by you as the top lawyer, top cop in in Michigan. She indicts. And she indicts just the fake electors. She doesn't make it a broader, a broader conspiracy, though she could have, and brought in everybody else, including Donald Trump and John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani and everybody else. She didn't do that. She focused uniquely on just her citizens, her residents of Michigan, and brought a count or so against each one of them. And that's the way she can maintain her own case at the same time Jack Smith goes after Donald Trump and the others. In the other states, this could be a model for the other states. We're seeing, for instance, in Arizona, the Attorney General doing about the same thing. She's just further behind. She's not ready to indict. She's developing her evidence. Uh, But I expect... Now, based on you know Dana Nessel breaking that glass ceiling of prosecutors, state prosecutors, others will do the same thing because they'll say it can be it can be plus it can be two. It doesn't have to be. Well, we have to wait to see what the feds do about our own criminals in our own midst. We can do it too. I think this is going to be a real blueprint and a road model. And hats off to Dana Nessel, the Attorney General, Attorney General Nessel, for doing that. Let me just give, because it's important for transparency, who we're talking about and what we're talking about on this hot take, on this explainer. My old mattress would overheat oh, while my, my partner, partner and I were laying in it together. Whoa. Making for a terrible night's sleep. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love eight sleep. Sex. Because we spend almost half our life. For example, thanks to the pop- slash Legal AF for 100, tell you that even the 50 off. Stay cool this summer with Eight Sleep. Now shipping within Please the U.S., cool Canada, the U.K., select countries in the E.U. and Australia. Let's do the who first, then the what, and then I'll tell you that even the leadership of the in the State House of Michigan, even the leadership in the State House, the Speaker of the House for Michigan, right, and also the um, majority leader for Michigan, went in November 20th of that year to the White House to meet with Donald Trump and they came away and issued a press statement that said, yeah, we we met with the president but we didn't really see anything that indicates that this wasn't a a fair election or that anything was uh, unfair about Michigan or that its votes should go somewhere else. Well, apparently 16 people that met in the basement of the GOP headquarters and you can't make this stuff up, thought otherwise... They thought there was a way to steal the election from Joe Biden and undercut the will of the people in their own state and hand-deliver the, the, the presidency to the person that they wanted, not the people that the Mich- Mich- Michigan people wanted. But even the leadership in the statehouse thought that was crazy. Uh, uh, but it wasn't crazy enough for these people. Who are these people? Well, let's just run it down. Kathy Bearden, age 70. Hank Choate, 72. Amy Faccinello, 55, Clifford Frost, 75, Stanley Grott, 71, John Haggard, 82, Mary Ann Henry, 65, Tim King, 56. I'm reading out their, their ages so you know these aren't children. These people know better. You know, these are you know 50, 60, 70, and 80-year-olds in, in the state of Michigan. Michelle Lundgren, 73. Michonne Maddock, 55, J- James Renner, 76, Myra Rodriguez, 64, Rose Rook, 81, Marianne Sheridan, 69, Kent Thompson, 68, Kent Vanderwood, 69. And of the 16 I just mentioned, two in particular, Kathy Burden is on the Republican National Committee. And his close friends with its chairperson, I'm Rona McDaniel, McDaniel, Mitt Romney's niece. And Michonne Maddock, former co-chair of the Michigan GOP. You have been indicted by I'm your attorney me. general. And here are here is the indictment. Everybody gets the same uh, swag back from the attorney general, Nessel. Everybody gets, that I just listed, one count of conspiracy to commit forgery which is a 14-year possible felony, two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, usually means a false statement, a 14-year felony, one count of uttering and publishing, a false statement, another 14-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony, and two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. Election? And the the Attorney General's office, we, we've heard her statement at the top of this hot take of Attorney General Nessel, but they went on to say in a written press statement that the false elector's actions undermine the public's faith in the integrity of our elections, and we believe also plainly violated the laws by which we administer our elections in Michigan. My department, meaning the Attorney General of Michigan's department, has prosecuted numerous cases, cases of election law violations throughout my tenure, and it would be malfeasance for the greatest magnitude of the greatest magnitude if my department failed to act here in the face of overwhelming evidence of an organized effort to circumvent the lawfully cast ballots of millions of Michigan voters in a presidential election. couldn't have said it any better than Attorney General Nessel. I don't think this is going to be the end. I think this is the blueprint all Attorney Generals in the battleground states can use to both establish their own territory, get their own piece of turf and real estate to go after their yeah. citizens involved in the fake electors and kind of stay away from this sprawling, more conspiracy-oriented set of charges and indictments brought by either Jack Smith, which would include Donald Trump, and or Phony Willis, the Fulton County DA, who is also looking at places like Michigan and the as part of her conspiracy but this is a perfect thread the needle right this is putting a camel through the eye of a needle in the form of let's just go after our state's bad people alleged bad people and we'll do that and we'll stay away from jack smith's prosecution and we can live harmoniously side by side as parallel prosecutors and that's that's what attorney generals, who are the top prosecutors for each state, can do if you do it the way that Attorney general Nestle did. I'll follow on breaking news and otherwise an analysis nice. developments just like this one at the intersection of u s law and politics here only on the Midas Touch Network. I do hot takes like this about every day. I got about 250 of them sitting in a library on the Midas Touch Network uh, YouTube channel under playlists. Click over a few tabs, you'll find a whole set of playlists for all content creators, including me, O.P., Republican,
1: State of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. This
3: is Michael Popok, Legal AF with breaking news. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has figured out a way to thread the needle. Stay away from the federal prosecution of Donald Trump and the fake electors and all that that goes into a conspiracy, yet bring to justice 16 members of the Michigan GOP Republican Party uh-huh. who met in a basement and signed fraudulent uh, certificates of election as electors, which they weren't, to try to give the election to their candidate of choice, Donald Trump, and away from what the Michigan voters wanted, which was, of course, President Joe Biden. And now they've been brought to justice by Dana Nessel, oh, who, with wow. the permission of a Ingram magistrate Ingram. judge at Ingram County, has indicted 16 of these fake electors. Ingram they've gotten County. hit with felony charges around. under Michigan state law that range in possible prison sentences from 5 to 14 years. And this was a very artful way for the Michigan Attorney General, who sits under the Michigan Governor, Gretchen Whitmer, remember herself, the victim of a kidnapping plot and conspiracy. I don't know what's going on in Michigan, but uh, or what's in the water there. But, this was a, a, a one of the many fake elector scandals that happened in seven battleground states and Michigan, and its a Flinty Attorney General uh, is not taking it lying down. Now, look, she made her referral, as many other Attorney Generals did, to Jack Smith. Ultimately, uh, ultimately, went to Jack Smith, but it was to Merrick Garland originally, saying, "Hey, we got these fake electors." Right, who tried to meet clandestinely and sign with wax seals and and uh, f- you know, feather quill pens, some sort of phony elector certificates, and try to throw sand in the gears of democracy. What do you want to do about it? We're either going to go after them ourselves criminally for all of the Michigan and state law crimes they committed, or Jack yeah. Smith, you're going to do it. And now, watching nine months of Jack Smith indicting for Mar-a-Lago Donald Trump, about to indict because we got the announcement on the same day, okay. within hours, of Dana Nessel taking the podium.
0: Dana Nessel, um,
3: We have uh, the uh, information that, of course, Jack Smith sent a target letter to Donald Trump that he's about to indict Donald Trump a second time, this time in the District of Columbia, for we imagine part of that indictment is going to be about fake electors. So, so how did Dana Nessel both come up with a robust, muscular, state-based approach and get out of the way of Jack Smith and possible preemption or big footing by the federal prosecutors of her case and yet look Michiganders in the eye and say, I'm doing right by you as the top lawyer top cop in in Michigan she indicts and she indicts just the fake electors she doesn't make it a broader a broader conspiracy though she could have and brought in everybody else including Donald Trump and John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani and everybody else she didn't do that she focused uniquely on just her citizens, her residents of Michigan, and brought a count or so against each one of them. And that's the way she can maintain her own case at the same time Jack Smith goes after Donald Trump and -hmm. the others. In the other states, this could be a model for the other states. We're seeing for instance in Arizona, the Attorney General doing about the same thing. She's just further behind. She's not ready to indict. She's developing her evidence. Uh, But I expect now, based on you know Dana Nessel breaking that glass ceiling of prosecutors, state prosecutors, Dana others Nessel. will do the same Thank thing because they'll say it can be it can be plus it can be two. It doesn't have to be. Well, we have to wait to see what the feds do about our own criminals in our own midst. We can do it, too. I think this is going to be a real blueprint and a road model. And hats off to Dana Nessel, the Attorney General, Attorney General Nessel, for doing that. Let me just give, because it's important for transparency, who we're talking that? about and what we're talking about on this hot take, on this explainer. My old mattress would overheat while my partner and I were laying in it together. How do you spill it? Making for a terrible
2: night's sleep. I'm so excited to say that this episode is brought to you by... Dana. Eight
3: summer is reaching its apex and there's Ayo. nothing features. For example, thanks summer with eight sleep. Now shipping within the US, Canada, <laughs> the UK.
0: So Lots of other fake electors won't be sleeping well tonight. So you can thanks to our sponsor, Aid Sleep, okay. <laughs>
3: countries in the eu and australia let's do the who first then the what and then i'll tell you that even the leadership of the in the state house of michigan even the leadership in the state house the speaker of the house for michigan
2: right and also the uh majority leader Michigan went
3: in November 20th of that year to the White House to meet with Donald Trump and they came away and issued a press statement that said yeah we we met with the president but we didn't really see anything that indicates that this wasn't a a fair election or that anything was uh, unfair about Michigan or that its votes should go somewhere else well apparently 16 people that met in the basement of the GOP headquarters, and you can't make this stuff up, thought otherwise. They thought there was a way to steal the election from Joe Biden and undercut the will of the people in their own state and hand deliver the the presidency to the person that they wanted, not the people that Michigan people wanted. But even the leadership in the statehouse thought that was crazy. Uh, uh, but it wasn't crazy enough for these people. Who are these people? Well, let's just run it down. Kathy Bearden, age 70. Hank Choate, 72. Amy Facinello, 55. Clifford Frost, 75. Stanley Grott, 71. John Haggard, 82. Mary Ann Henry, 65. Tim King, 56. I'm reading out their, their ages so you know these aren't children. These people know better. You know, these are, the you know, Michigan 50, 60, 70, and 80-year-olds in, in the state of Michigan. Michelle Lundgren, 73. Sean Maddock, 55. J- James Renner, 76. Myra Rodriguez, 64. Rose Rook, 81. Marianne Sheridan,
0: 69. Kent
3: Thompson, 68. Kent Vanderwood, 69. And of the 16 I just mentioned, two in particular, Kathy Burden, is on the Republican National Committee and is close friends with its chairperson, Uh, Rona McDaniel, Mitt Romney's niece, and Michonne Maddock, former co-chair of the Michigan GOP. You have been indicted by your attorney general. And here here is the indictment. Everybody gets the same uh, swag back from the attorney general, Nessel. Everybody gets, that I just listed, one count of conspiracy to commit forgery, which is a fourteen-year possible felony, two counts of forgery, a fourteen-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing usually means a false statement, a fourteen-year felony, one count of uttering and publishing a false statement, statement. another fourteen-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony, and two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. And the the Attorney General's office, we've heard her statement at the top of this hot take of Attorney General Nessel, but they went on to say in a written press statement that the false electors' actions undermine the public's faith in the integrity of our elections, and we believe also plainly violated the laws by which we administer our elections in Michigan. My department, meaning the Attorney General of Michigan's department, has prosecuted numerous cases cases of election law violations throughout my tenure. And it would be malfeasance for the greatest magnitude, of the greatest magnitude, if my department failed to act here in the face of overwhelming evidence of an organized effort to circumvent the lawfully cast ballots of millions of Michigan voters in a presidential election. Couldn't have said it what? any better than Attorney General Nessel. I don't think this is going to be the end. I think this is the blueprint all attorney generals in the battleground states can use to both establish their own territory, get their own piece of turf and real estate to go after their citizens involved in the fake electors
2: and kind of stay away.
0: Sixteen fake electors today. Hey Arizona. Hey Arizona. Arizona. Hey G. Chris Mace. Chris Mace. Let's do the same. do the same. Mini chickens, mini chickens. See governor, just to put governor 51 followers.
3: From this sprawling more conspiracy oriented set of charges and indictments brought by either Jack Smith, which would include Donald Trump and or Willis, the Fulton County DA, who is also looking at places like Michigan and the, as part of her conspiracy. But this is a perfect thread the needle, right? This is putting a camel through the eye of a needle in the form of let's just go after our state's bad people alleged bad people and we'll do that and we'll stay away from Jack Smith's prosecution and we can live harmoniously side by side as parallel prosecutors. All these senior and that's, citizens that's are going to General's,
0: spend the rest of their of the life top in prison prosecutors
2: for each state could- Who broke the law for Trump are going to spend the rest of their life in prison. They're going to spend the rest. Of-
3: if you do it the way that Attorney General Nestle did. I'll follow on breaking news and otherwise an analysis. Developments just like this one at the intersection of U.S. law and politics here only on the Midas Touch Network. I do hot takes like this about every day. Ah. I have about 250 of them sitting in a library on the Midas
0: see here. Nestle. Okay so gonna take a screenshot is Ukrainian. So let's. Kevin McCarthy, insane response to Trump. Target. Jack Smith informs Trump another indictment is coming. Seven hours ago. Yeah. Indictment
4: is imminent. And recall with respect to special counsel Jack Smith charging. Seven hours ago. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, and this is a breaking news alert. Special Counsel Jack Smith has officially sent a target letter to Donald Trump in connection with Donald Trump's criminal election interference. Special Counsel Jack Smith has been involved in a sprawling criminal investigation into Donald Trump's 2020 election interference, and it seems that indictments are imminent. A target letter, like the one sent by Special Counsel Jack Smith to Donald Trump, would indicate that an indictment is imminent. And recall, with respect to Special Counsel Jack Smith, charging Donald Trump For the theft of classified records, willful retention of national defense information under the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, conspiracy, and making false statements in the 37-count indictment now pending in the federal court for the Southern District of Florida, when we reported that a target letter was sent. Shortly thereafter, the indictment was ultimately handed down. It is being reported that as part of the target letter that was just sent by Special Counsel Jack Smith, Donald Trump was invited to speak before the grand jury that is investigating Donald Trump's crimes that is currently impaneled in washington dc in the past where donald trump has been invited to speak to grand juries whether it was in connection with the manhattan district attorney's uh... criminal investigation now criminal case for thirty four separate felony counts or other matters donald trump has rejected uh... that opportunity to tell his side to the grand jury choosing instead to whine and spread conspiracy theories but That grand jury in Washington, D.C. is expected to meet later this week, and so it is possible that we can see indictments as early as the end of this week or next week, but I think we will be seeing an indictment of Donald Trump. I think it will be a sprawling indictment with potentially hundreds of counts um, sometime in August or sometime at the end of this month, but I expect that that indictment of Donald Trump is imminent. Just to refresh your recollection of the various prongs of Special Counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation into Donald Trump's election interference, let's remember this is separate and distinct from special counsel jack smith's criminal case against donald trump for the willful retention of national defense information at mar-a-lago that is a case that has already been filed donald trump has been indicted that is proceeding in fact there is a hearing on july eighteenth taking place already now with respect to election interference special counsel jack smith's investigating donald trump's conduct relating to the insurrection itself, and this could be obstruction of an official proceeding which carries with it a 20-year prison sentence. It could potentially be um, seditious conspiracy Uh, Which the Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, uh, and others have been charged with, and many have been convicted on, which carries with it a 20 year prison sentence. But the crimes relating to aiding and abetting this violent mob, this violent insurrection, That, to me, is prong one to obstruct the counting of the electoral votes on January 6th. Prong two, the fake electoral uh, scheme whereby Donald Trump had this conspiracy with a lot of his top agents to basically reach out to MAGA Republicans in the various states and state legislatures and basically have them sign their names on fake electoral certificates in states that President Biden won. So for example, we'll just take Michigan, for example, and Georgia, for example, each have 16 electoral votes in 2020. President Biden, then candidate Biden, won those states. So the normal process is Biden wins those states. Uh, Biden gets the 16 electors from those states. The Secretary of State signs off on the electoral certificates of the electors in the state. And that gets sent to be counted by then-Vice President Pence on January 6th. Then Pence's job is just to count. That's the job of the Vice President. The scheme by Donald Trump was to get these MAGA Republicans in the states to create fake, fraudulent electoral certificates, like states like Michigan and Georgia and others, saying that Donald Trump won those states, submitting the fraudulent electoral certificate to former then-Vice President Pence, to count those so that on January 6th Pence would say hey I've got a dispute between this certificate and that certificate I'm gonna have to go with the Trump certificate or to have Pence say a lot of confusion here. I'm going to throw it back to the state legislatures and the ones that were going to be controlled by Donald Trump's allies. We're going to overturn a free and fair election. So that's the fake elector scheme. I think a big part of this criminal indictment, and I've been saying follow the money. Special counsel Jack Smith has been doing just that, focused on money laundering and campaign finance violations and wire fraud charges. These are the false and
2: fraudulent representations made by... It's Mike Pence, not
0: my parents. Mike Pence.
4: Donald Trump and his political action organizations or whatever you call them to try to defraud people saying things like there's an election defense fund which didn't even exist to raise tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars Um, the trump campaign the trump political action arms knowing that what they were saying about the election was false but making the false statements in order to raise money off of their false statements. And then I think the next major prong are these uh, threats and extortive Conduct directed towards state and local election officials, everything from extorting Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, find me the eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes or else, and also conspiring with MAGA Republicans in states like the MAGA Republican chair of Coffee County, Georgia, and having this MAGA Republican chair, um, essentially. I mean, she walked in and she was led into the to the local election office in Coffee County, but basically breaking in in the sense that they stole uh, sensitive election data of people, transmitted it back to the Trump campaign so that, that the mean? Trump campaign could manipulate it and spread more conspiracies about the 2020 election. Ben mycellus
2: here Oops. from the Midas Touch Network. You know, my old mattress was very low quality. Does that mean she didn't actually win her election? It would
4: overheat while my fiancé and I were laying in it. -uh. My fiancé can set our side to each of our likings. I wake up feeling refreshed after a great night's sleep, allowing me to start the day off right. It's got great technology, too. It's got this app that tracks major problems of Special Counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation into Trump's election interference, where a target letter was just sent. Multiple media outlets are also confirming that this target letter was sent. And Donald Trump is responding to the target letter that was sent as well. He put a ranting, rambling message uh, on his social media platform. I'll read some of it right now. Um, Statement by Donald Trump. It says, "Wow!" That's how the press release starts. On Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the turning point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7 percent, with all post polls showing me leading in the Republican primary in by very substantial numbers almost everyone predicting that i will be the republican nominee for president and as i am leading democrat joe biden in the polls by a lot that's not true horrifying news for our country was given to me by my attorneys not horrifying news at all Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter, again it was Sunday night, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now Joe Biden's Attorney General, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court. No, true. In retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, Together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race for presidency. Again, not true. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. Nothing in our country has ever happened where an authoritarian like you is trying to destroy our democracy and has allied himself with authoritarians across the world like Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un. Um, They illegally spied on my campaign. No, they didn't. Attacked me with totally fake dossier. That was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC. Not true impeach me twice I won you were impeached twice but the MAGA Republicans in the Senate covered for you they failed on the Mueller witch hunt no collusion numerous people were indicted and convicted including your campaign manager national security advisor, and others they failed on the Russia 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 hoax the 51 intelligent agents fraud the FBI Twitter files mm-hmm. the DOJ Facebook censorship and every other scam imaginable but on top of that On top of all of that, they have now effectively indicted me three times, the DOJ staff, and run the DA's office in Manhattan. That's not true. With a probable fourth coming from Atlanta where the DOJ are in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the district attorney. That's not true. Whose record on murder and other violent crime is abysmal. Now he puts this all in caps. The witch hunt is all about election interference, complete and total weaponization of law enforcement. A very sad day and dark day for our nation. Not at all. It goes on to say, under the United States Constitution, I have the right to protest an election that I am fully convinced was rigged and stolen. You lost by seven, eight million votes. Um, It wasn't even close. You got destroyed by the electoral college. There's no electoral fraud. You commissioned two studies personally, setting aside all of the other investigations that were done, and the two studies you paid over a million dollars to combine, almost a million dollars each, told you there was no fraud capable of overturning the election. Everybody close to you um, on Team Normal told you that there was no election fraud capable of overturning the election. You're just a deranged maniac just as the Democrats have done against me in 2016 and many others have done over the ages. But the Democrats have gotten much further than, ha- than has ever happened before. They cheated on the elections. No true. Rather than looking at the cheaters, the weaponized DOJ and FBI target and harass those who complain about the cheaters and the massive fraud that took place. The prosecutor involved in this case, like and likewise, the boxes hoax, the Manhattan and Atlanta district attorneys, the New York AG, etc., have overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court, headed and caused the Lois Lerner IRS scandal and failed miserably in his prosecution of john edwards where the case was forced to be dropped along with numerous other catastrophes he has had a vicious but disastrous career and is known biased and obsessed trump hater as is his family that's what donald trump does attack jackson's family whether it's their failure to mention the presidential records act prosecutorial misconduct they do mention the presidentials act that it doesn't apply in the classified records case it's not a criminal statute and they say it borders on frivolous that you mention the presidential records act it has nothing to do with you stealing classified records no one can steal classified records and claim mind, 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 my mind, mind that doesn't exist we don't have kings and emperors in the united states of america their dominance of the manhattan d.a including the fact that a hillary clinton lawyer mark pomerantz left a top democratic law firm run by chuck schumer's brother to join the da's office and become a prosecutor against me and then quit against all rules and regulations and laws when the office would not prosecute he wrongfully wrote a book while working at the office and is now under scrutiny or a perfect phone call made to many lawyers and a secretary of state without any protestation of my call because nothing said was wrong they recorded you and they did say what you what you were doing was wrong and criminal it was clearly a complaint about an election these are all hoaxes and scams made up to stop me from fighting for the american people but i will never stop this has been never ending fight from the day i came down the escalator in trump tower many years ago so interesting that in this case the information was delivered to me on sunday night Less than 24 hours that I suggested during a major speech that the federal government assume control of a filthy, unsanitary, neglected, and crime-rooted Washington, D.C., where murder and violent crime are rampant and people no longer want to go to our nation's capital, again, to spreading these deranged conspiracies. And yet, that is where Biden's DOJ actually wants my trial to take place all because they think especially after my strong words of a federal takeover at the speech a dc jury will do whatever they want very unfair exclamation point what a whiny traitor what a whiny traitor and again saying that he spied on in twenty sixteen this is a delusional malignant narcissistic traitor There's no other way to say it, and other media networks better wake up right now to the threat that this deranged, authoritarian Hitler wannabe presents to this country. It is that simple. This is no laughing matter, and I'm sick and tired of large media networks reading this and just say, oh, Donald Trump wrote a post uh, attacking the Department of Justice, in very strong... Just say that he's a freaking fascist. Say who he is. Call him out. And enough with this. Hold this maniac, malignant narcissist, criminal traitor, someone who will destroy our country, accountable. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Thankfully, we have a Department of Justice right now with Merrick Garland and now Special Counsel Jack Smith, who was appointed Special Counsel, who care about law and order, who care about our democracy. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. Thanks to your support. Have an excellent day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.
0: Right. uh 50. money seven sixteen money 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 Thank you. the hell. If I had a little money, it's a bitch man's world. let see, another indictment is coming. Federal prosecutors said to drop the hammer on <coughs> the face Nazi dump. Prosecutors exposed Trump's latest scheme. A new criminal something. Eleven hours ago. Let's see what this is about.
4: I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. I want to show you how Special Counsel Jack Smith and his team of top-notch prosecutors are calling out Donald Trump and Trump's co-defendant, Waltine Nautas, delay schemes in real time. It is a beautiful thing to watch as a litigator just to see how special counsel Jack Smith is not letting Donald Trump and Walt out to try to delay this thing. So here's what just went down. So in the past, earlier in June, uh, the parties entered into a protective order regarding the non-classified information that Special Counsel Jack Smith was going to turn over. And this includes stuff that could have been previously secret, right? Like grand jury testimony, and witness statements, interview statements taken by the FBI, surveillance footage, all of the information that uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith, before him the DOJ and FBI, had gathered. Over 800,000 documents turned over in the first tranche. A second tranche of documents was turned over on Monday, uh, July 17th, and confirmed in a filing as well. But those are non-classified. Documents that, pursuant to a protective order, need to be kept confidential, but a distinction between classified documents, some of the documents Donald Trump stole that have top secret sensitive compartmented classified designations versus other information that's simply kind of confidential grand jury testimony some of the other types of discovery that's turned over and the protective order basically says Here are things that you can and can't do with the discovery. So the protective order that was previously entered into, Donald Trump can't look at documents designated as confidential outside of the presence of his counsel. They can't post these documents publicly. You have to file documents or motions about documents that are confidential under seal unless otherwise agreed to by the party. So there are certain rules and limitations on how the documents can be handled, and those relate to the confidential documents, but now Special Counsel Jack Smith wants to turn over the classified documents, finally, after Donald Trump's lawyers delayed to get in their forms to get the interim clearances that they need to even review these classified documents, and there's a different protective order that relates to classified information and what relates to confidential information, because confidential information could be reviewed at an attorney's office Classified information has to be reviewed in a SCIF, a Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. It has to be handled through an intermediary, usually under by the Classified Information Procedures Act, and handled through a uh, very uh, designated uh, security clearance officer who serves as like a special master and an independent monitor who... Handles the documents between uh, the parties, and when documents get filed, you give it to this uh, security officer, security classified information officer. They and bring it to the court to make sure there's no spillage of classified information into the public. And of course, given that the information is classified, there are criminal penalties as well, not just civil sanctions, um, but criminal penalties for sharing classified information. So the government's like, we're ready to enter into this protective order now for the classified information because we want a December trial date. And Trump's lawyers are delaying and delaying, and Special Counsel Jack Smith calls him out in this this motion and says look we've been reaching out to Trump's lawyers to get this protective order regarding the classified information uh, uh, turned over but they're not responding they say they have objections they're not sharing the objections with us so we're just bringing it to your attention judge to grant this protective order let me tell you what I think is going on behind the scenes here I think Donald Trump is telling his lawyers object the lawyers kind of feel like they're caught between a rock and a hard place here because they know that this is something under CIPA, the Classified Information Procedures Act, that just as kind of a standardized process gets entered into. See, but what I think Trump's lawyers want to avoid is Donald Trump's been out there lying to people, saying that he telepathically declassified this information with his mind and that these documents are not classified. The documents of course are classified there's a classification process but i think what trump is worried about and what he is sharing with his lawyers that that they are trying to deal with is if they enter into a protective order pursuant to the classified information procedures act will they in essence be stipulating to the fact that these documents are classified and would that be undermining donald trump's bs That he says at the rallies that these documents were not classified because why would you need a special protective order for classified information to be handled a certain way if the information was declassified as Donald Trump claimed? and, of course, was lying when he said that. And so there's also a maneuver here by Special Counsel Jack Smith because these are classified documents. So if you get Trump's lawyers to sign this, in essence they're recognizing that this group of documents is classified. Now what Trump's lawyers may ultimately do is basically say that they're uh not agreeing to the designations of of that they're classified but will go along with the process in order to uh create judicial efficiency that's where i think they're ultimately going to be at but here's uh what special counsel jack smith said what was going on um this is the united states motion for protective order pursuant to section three of the classified information procedures act and it says United States of America, through special counsel's office, moves for entry of the attached protective order pertaining to classified information in support of its motion. It talks about how on June 8th, a grand jury in this district court issued an indictment against Trump and Waltine Nauta. This case involves classified information. So right there, that's something that Donald Trump may object to. He shouldn't object to it because it is classified information, but this is the frivolous line that Trump is pursuing. Um, Special Counsel Jack Smith goes on to say, Defendant Trump was charged with interalia, alia, which is means among other things, the willful retention of national defense information in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 793E, classified documents and materials including but not limited to documents Defendant Trump was charged with illegally retaining were collected as part of the investigation or will be subject to the procedures outlined in the Classified Information Procedures Act 18 U.S.C. App 3, SEPA, as well as other rules, statutes, and case law. 3, Section 3 of SEPA provides that the court shall, not may, shall issue an order upon the request of the United States, quote, to protect against the disclosure of any classified information disclosed by the United States to any defendant in any criminal case. In contrast to the discretionary authority in Rule 16D-1, that's for a regular protective order, Section 3 of SEPA provides that when classified information is involved, protective orders are, shall, are to be issued whenever the government discloses classified information to a defendant in connection with a prosecution. In other words, Judge Cannon, this isn't discretionary, you have to grant this. Four, on June 26, 2023, the court appointed a CISO, and alternate CISOs for this case. That's the classified information security officer. The motion and attached protective order pertaining to classified information has been reviewed by the CISO. On July 12, 2023, the government sent to counsel for defendants, Trump and Waltine Nauta, the proposed protective order. On July 14, 2023, counsel for the defendants informed the government that they intend to object to certain provisions of the proposed protective order, but did not specify any such provisions. Because the entry of a protective order is necessary to provide any classified discovery to the defendants, the government respectfully requests that the court require the defendants to file on an expedited schedule,